I'm Kevin Bachman. On this episode of Background Check Radio, I'll discuss why I often fall into the exact same trap as those of you listening today, and why that can be very, very bad for our businesses. Stick around. Today I want to talk to you about the often forgotten element of our business and why all of us, myself included, forget about it from time to time. That piece of our business without we'd have no business. But first, this edition of Background Check Radio is brought to you by the WPM Group, the WPMgroup.com, specializing in lead generation and market positioning for CRAs of all sizes focused solely on increasing revenue for your business. And just as a side note, to to show you these folks know what they're doing, Dave Jeffries, the managing partner over there, has kept this agency running for the past six years or so while simultaneously serving as Securitex chief marketing officer. So he and the team understand exactly what you all go through on a day-to-day basis, something that's that's pretty rare. Use the coupon code CRADOCTOR at checkout, C-R-A-D-O-C-T-O-R, and get 20% off his video series on how you can more effectively market your services to employers, the WPMgroup.com. Okay, so my wife's the chief operating officer for a professional services company. They're, they're a smaller company by choice, so invariably the employment verification and mortgage verification questions come right to her. And I tell you, I love it. We're, we're all working out of the home these days, so when she yells to me from the kitchen, I got another one. I run out of the office and live vicariously through her and her business. Don't worry, I don't see or hear any of her employees' PII. Uh, but I did hear one you know, just morning, one this morning. And it's another example I want to talk to you about. Uh, it, in addition to the work I get to do every day with a lot of you listening, I, I get to see on uh, just every week how large CRAs do this, small CRAs do it, who uses onshore staff, who uses offshore staff, which shops use a lot of technology in their verifications? Which ones use no technology and, and deploy a lot of old school verification techniques? Uh, believe me, I'm, I'm very well versed on how a verifications team uh, should be run. But you know what? I fall into the same trap I'm here talking to you about today. I listen from the prism of a screening advisor. I listen from my wife's perspective as, a, as an employer. But it took a text from one of my oldest friends to remind me that I often forget to listen from what might be the most important perspective of all, the applicants. So here's his story. My buddy's an IT expert and he pings me because he's converting from a contract agreement to an employment agreement. I told him for smart companies, that's that's pretty standard and it will trigger a screen even if nothing changes other than which company's name appears at the top of his payroll check. He, he then proceeds to tell me he got a request for a W-2 to provide employment at the contractor, and he's worked with this contractor for, for about 10 years, and he's converting to, to his client in a full-time position. Uh, no indication from the screening company that the information is unavailable from a traditional verification. No indication why the employer would like this information with the contractor that, you know, when, when the contractor already pays for his services, everybody knows each other here. So that's that's kind of strike one. I, I told him, typically an employer will either not request the information or be able to access it internally. Perhaps the CRA notices it and they already have a protocol established to, to uh, uh, more easily obtain the information. But that didn't happen. 
So he got the question. Non-optimal, but whatever. So screening company asks him to provide his W-2s going back each year to 2006. I'm pausing for a second for dramatic effect. And, and that's strike two. Now, none of us here think a 15-year W-2 look back. One for each year is a reasonable ask. What's strike three? He's given no instructions or no secure portal to upload PII and no guidance on how to mask it. Remember, he's an IT expert. All he gets is a series of brief, half, barely coherent emails from a screening rep. But this is a topic like an onion. There's a lot of layers here. Let's unpack a couple quickly. This, this particular CRA, because I know them, it's assembly line screening. And listen, I've said it before. This is a no judgment zone. You can build an empire using assembly line, production line screening methods. You can build an empire with bespoke custom processes. I work with both kinds of clients. It's possible and provable to be successful at both. But this is an assembly line shop. So I walk him through why one shop, or excuse me, why one system triggered another system to auto-generate an email to him and how it's half likely the first time anyone ever threw eyes on him or this verification is when he responded to the email. Not how every shop would have handled it, but that's how this one did. Okay, let's pause for a minute and, and share another word about the WPM Group. WPMgroup.com, specializing in lead generation and market positioning for CRAs of all shapes and sizes, focused only on increasing revenue for your business. Dave Jeffries is their managing partner, and he's run this agency while simultaneously serving as SecureTech's CMO. They use the expertise to understand what they go through on a day-to-day -day basis because they've worked on both the inside and the outside of our industry. They can help you grow and bring some nice, fresh perspectives based on their, their marketing experience to you and your company. Use the coupon code CRADOCTOR at checkout. That's CRADOCTOR to get 20% off his video series on how to more effectively market your solutions to employers, wpmgroup.com. All right, back to our story. So let's, let's think about this now from the other side of the equation, right? The side we only think of in terms of socials and MVRs and, and DOBs, the information we look at on our computer screen every day. If we put 100 job applicants in a room and ask them about this process, what words would we hear? Would we hear fast? Would we hear accurate? Would we hear cheap? Would we hear automation? Any of the words we talk about when we talk to each other, when we talk to our staffs, when we talk to our clients and prospects? Not a chance. We'd hear different words. We'd hear nervous. We'd hear scared. We'd hear fear. Everybody gets nervous during the background check. I've yet to know someone who's going through the process who's thinking, Ho-hum, just another day on this big blue ball hurtling through space. And, and right now, though, we need to start hearing a lot more about and from candidates. It's for a really good reason. Okay, first, it's just good business. But more importantly, look at the world for what it is right now. We have twice the unemployment rate as 12 months ago. There are approximately 11 million people who had a job at this time last year that don't at this time this year. On a normal week, a few hundred thousand, between two and 300,000 people newly apply for unemployment. 
benefits. The last few weeks, we've been consistently over 800,000. That's four times higher. Okay. But even in the best economic conditions, right back to the words that we use and candidates think of, I, I, I don't think the words we think candidates would use to describe the screening process are, are, are what they think of. Okay. My, my buddy, he's not going to miss a meal because of a process delay or a gap in his employment verification because the employer didn't have the data and he didn't keep a piece of paper from 15 years ago. They're not going to hire someone else because it took him three days to look through boxes in the attic. He's a high-skilled knowledge worker. This impacts him about as much as a fly landing on his head. But, and I see this stat every few months, 40% of Americans can't cover an unexpected $500 emergency. And we tend to forget the people we screen aren't the same kinds of people we interact with and see in person at our trade shows. Millions and millions of people who go to work in markedly different jobs in markedly different industries than we do. People who don't see or are affected by the technology, the bells and whistles that we all think about and share with each other. Candidates get nervous. They get scared. Even my buddy was wondering if he needed to go find his ex-wife to get copies of their old tax returns. Now, they get along, but that's kind of awkward, Right. But for him, this is an annoyance. For others, there's a lot of fear, trepidation, and anxiety about a process that despite everyone's good faith efforts to increase transparency of, still operates in large part behind closed doors. And and this isn't just about a bad verification process or a single poor candidate experience. It's the aggregate. How many processes in your shop touch the candidate? How does it make the candidates feel? How many are touched and how often? Are 10% touched once from a process? Are 20% touched three times? What's the amount of friction that we're adding to the process through the procedures that we've created? You know, I I can't help but think of the increasing impact technology has had in our day-to-day lives, both personally and professionally. But it's not 100% upside. Automated processes, decision trees, emails, They can significantly impact things in a positive way. They can improve turnaround time and enable employers to hire better and faster. All good things. But sometimes it backfires. More candidates are finished faster and better, sure, but managing expectations might have just become a lot harder. The more analog shop finishes more of them later, but manages exceptions better. Again, both options can be profitable empire-building options. It's just about aligning the strategy and the tactics to execute them. So why is now an especially important time to begin listening to more candidates? If you've listened, read, or watched anything I've put out in the last few months, you've heard me talk all about the incoming sales and marketing tsunami coming to your clients' phones and email inboxes. No business owner suffering a down 2020 is going to tuck their tail between their legs and limp off into the sunset with a business down 21%. They're going to fight back. And with organic growth, that predictable 5 to 10% organic growth among our clients that we've come to expect every year, that's a lot more scattershot than it had been previously. So where does that leave me as a business owner? The best way I can guarantee a comeback is to come take your clients. So when candidates have poor experiences, who are they going to call? Well, it's not going to be Ghostbusters, but it will be the company they're about to join, your client. 
what they tell them about their screening experiences is going to determine just for how long they stay that way. I'm Kevin Bachman. Thanks for listening to this episode of Background Check Radio, and special thanks to the WPM Group. Don't forget to subscribe and rate this podcast, or watch my videos on the Background Check TV channel, which you can find on GoToStage. Have a great day.